Welcome to the 2018 seasons of the Wealth Standard Podcast, celebrating life, liberty, and property. You are listening to Liberty Season 2. Hi, everyone. This is Patrick Donahoe. Welcome to the Wealth Standard Podcast. Uh, We are in our second season. It is episode 14. And it is going to be me flying solo today. If you are a first-time listener, thank you for your support. I really appreciate it. I would highly uh, uh, encourage you to go back and uh, scroll through the past podcasts that we've had. We've had some cool guests on, really awesome conversations. Uh, We have our our first season that has already been completed. uh, And this is, of course, the second one, as I mentioned. But the first season uh, was based on the principle of of life and the whole life, liberty, and the pursuit of uh, property. Obviously, pursuit of happiness with the Declaration of Independence. But the pursuit of property was... uh, kind of a, a phrase that was coined by a philosopher named John Locke uh, back, back in England uh, pre, you know, pre-American uh, Revolution times. And so the, the idea was to take, you know, what he claimed, what he gave his life for, sacrifices his life for to an extent, uh, to, to bring out certain principles that I believe are certainly relevant today and could provide the, uh, the education and understanding of how you can accomplish uh, the life of your dreams, financial freedom, etc. So if you want to go back and check out the first season, I think, uh, I think you'll like it. There was some cool stuff in there. Uh, and this is the second season we're talking about liberty, which is, uh, which is freedom. Now, if you are a first time listener, you, uh, you may, maybe you've come across the book that was written recently, uh, called heads. I win tails. You lose. And, uh, it's something I worked on for a really long time and, uh, and I'm really, really happy with, I'm glad that, uh, it was, uh, it was able to, uh, be put out, took forever, but the group uh, that helped me to uh, to release it was absolutely amazing, and uh, the audiobook should be out shortly. So definitely go to Amazon uh, if you haven't read the book uh, and uh, and pick it up. It's on Kindle as well, and then it'll be on Audible very soon. All right, so let's dive into it now. I'm I'm here at the end of the day. There's nobody around, and just in my studio, uh, up uh, up in our office, and uh, I'm just going to get kind of right to the point with uh, some of the the principles that we've been talking about in this season, and ensure that there is uh, there's an understanding of why uh, we decided to go this route as far as these three seasons are concerned. Uh, So the first season was, you know, intentional and it was to really focus on uh, the the ideas behind how, you know, our country, despite its flaws and, and, you know, and uh, shortcomings, uh, has thrived so much and continues to do so if you, uh, you know, if you really think about it. And it's because of these three, three principles, life, liberty, and the pursuit of property. Uh, life is what I consider, you know, reading through John Locke and trying to understand what he was saying. Uh, and during that, you know, pre-revolutionary time, there wasn't really uh, freedom. People uh, weren't given certain rights, and it affected their ability to grow, to thrive, to prosper. And and so he, you know, understood that and wrote about it under pen names, uh, you know, under uh, the cloak of anonymity, and, and and essentially gave up his life to an extent. Uh, you know, at least sacri- you know, putting it on the altar to get these ideas out there so that other people would understand 
and and push for uh, push for freedom. And ultimately, his writings, as well as a slew of other people, uh, made its way over to the American continent, and that really formed a, a philosophy uh, that uh, that initiated, you know, the first of its kind, the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence, a, a war, a really bad war, but ultimately it created the environment in which there was the greatest human progress uh, since you know since we have uh, records. Uh, and so that's where I wanted to really. Uh, peel apart and layer by layer as far as what that principle of life really means. So go listen to that first first season. But the principle today uh, and the principle of this season is liberty, which I look at as as freedom. And there's many elements to freedom, but because this is a financially focused uh, podcast in a sense, uh, it is financial freedom and what that means. And so what I've uh, prepared for today is to look at financial freedom uh, in two ways, both in investments that you make and financial products that you use, as well as uh, you and you know what I talked about extensively in the first season, which is life, which is you are your greatest asset. Uh, but it's the principle of you. And oftentimes I think that people put uh, put investments as the catalyst or money as the catalyst to financial freedom. I think those support it, but you will never be financially free if that's all the focus is. Financial freedom, I would say, uh, comes from being able to understand. Well, first off, I would say it's it's the elimination of fear. It's not being uh, afraid that you won't be able to pay your bills or you're afraid that you won't be able to support your family uh, or, or feed yourself. And I think there's a lot of anxiety out there, and I think it become it's it's because people are relying on third parties that they don't control, okay, to provide for their well-being. So the principle of freedom uh, is essentially to have that understanding, that mentality that you have talents, abilities, uh, experience, certification, whatever that's valuable to somebody else, in which they will pay you for it. And that understanding is, you know, what in the book we called uh, your human capital assets, okay, is, uh, is, is vital to understand. And also the mentality that this isn't this, uh, th- there isn't an end to this, to this game, right? There isn't an end to this pursuit. It is the, you know, lifetime pursuit of uh, the principle of mastery. And it's mastering something that you've identified as something you're passionate about, something uh, you know others value in you. And I think that idea idea and the interaction of people is what gives life a lot of its meaning. And so the idea is how do you uh, pursue that and ultimately achieve really true financial freedom? And, uh, and so first, you know, it's, uh, you know, believing that, which, you know, definitely conflicts with uh, the common financial practices of today, where, you know, financial services, financial planners uh, focus all the value inside of, you know, uh, financial assets, investments, accounts, and so forth that they are going to provide for your well-being. But I really believe that, you know, it, it it's for me, but it's also from the study that I've done. It's from the experiences I've actually had with, with hundreds, thousands of people, right, that even though you may have a huge bank account, even though you have a, have a lot of investments, uh, people are not financially free there. So it's essentially ensuring that there is the proper balance, right, between number one, having those accounts, those investments, uh, you know, those those products support uh, you and the pursuit of finding something uh, that is in you that is most valuable to other other people. All right, so this is where I'll, I'll kind of deviate and get into. Uh, a, a framework that I find absolutely fascinating, which is the BI Triangle by uh, Robert Kiyosaki. 
And it's it's interesting because there's not a lot of information that's out there uh, in uh, on the BI triangle. And I believe the first instance was in Rich Dad's Guide to Investing. Uh, and then there's a few things on the richdad.com website. But I think this idea is absolutely brilliant. And I will make sure that we put a an image in, uh, in the show notes. But there's not a lot of information on it. Uh, but some good friends of ours who, who are also uh, clients and Rich Dad advisors, Josh and Lisa Lannon, uh, they build all of their businesses based on what they understand of the BI triangle. And so I'm going to help uh, try to help you, you know, kind of break down what this is and how it relates to number one, you, but also how it relates to your investments and financial and business relationships. So the BI triangle, if you can envision a triangle, has uh, three sides, right? It's a triangle. So the first, the first side, uh, the foundation, the bottom is mission. So on the right side, you have leadership and uh, of the triangle. And on the left side of the triangle, you have team. Now, I'm not going to get into all of it right now. Those are the three most important parts that, that really house the elements inside the triangle. But inside the triangle, there are different levels. The bottom level is cash flow. Then you have communications. Then you have systems. Uh, then you have legal. And then you have the actual product or service. So I'm going to focus on just a, a couple pieces of the outside triangle, and I'm going to pick up on that, uh, the other pieces next week. All right, so the first piece is mission. Now, mission is one of those things where it's a, it's a word often used, but has a lot of meaning, different meanings to it. I'm not saying one is right or one is wrong. They're probably all right. Uh, but I want to you know, at least tell you what I understand about the principle of mission. Okay, mission is essentially the foundation because it is the driving force behind uh, whatever that business or investment is. Uh, and I would say if you're looking at your self as an investment, as an asset, okay, you need to know what drives you. And that discovery process uh, is, is powerful because that's how you identify what's usually, what's what's going to be most valuable uh, to other people. If you can figure out what that talent, ability, passion, et cetera, is and how to translate that into a service or a product that others would value and exchange money with you for. So this driving force, you know, I think it's a constant, a constant pursuit. Uh, and there are a lot of books out there. The ones that I've resonated the most with that are very, that are very simple are, are by Simon Sinek, which is uh, start with why and, uh, and find your why. And plus he has some amazing uh, TED Talks. He's an a, a, a Incredible speaker. I, I uh, prefer uh, watching the way in which he teaches uh, rather than re- reading a book. But the books are also uh, also incredible, and they help kind of break down this the powerful nature of why and what that driving force is behind you. But I think mission, this foundation, goes beyond that. And what I would say uh, beyond that uh, is is also uh, the the principles that you that you subscribe to or the values and principles that you subscribe to what, what i mean by what do i mean by that so when people make decisions uh, you have some you have a rational side of the human brain you have an irrational side of the of the human brain and and oftentimes especially in stressful situations anxious situations the irrational side kicks in uh, the the anger the fear the hate the jealousy you know those those often produce and drive uh, bad behavior, you know, and, uh, and so, and, and, and all human beings have that. We all have that element in, in, in us and, you know, and that's, um, uh, it's, it's why bad stuff happens. Uh, however, the, the purpose of core values and principles, right, is that they are so strong and embedded in your core that when those opportunities 
to uh, exercise on those irrational thoughts and irrational reactions, okay, are mitigated and buffered because you have these driving principles that are the core of your life. And so I'm going to give you, you know, some of the print, some of the values that uh, are, are here at, at my company that I've identified as as certain attributes to understand uh, values to understand, so that in those moments where you know there there is anxiety, there is fear, that these are values in which you can make decisions by and have certain you know certain outcomes. So the first one is humility. Uh, I think humility is is powerful because I think uh, you know we we th- there's a, a drive, especially in our social media world, uh, to, uh, to to be driven by ego, right? To be driven by uh, you know uh, uh, maximizing our self esteem, uh, self worth. Uh, however, you know humility oftentimes prevents us from thinking we know everything, thinking we've arrived and I'm the expert and nobody knows more than me. So the idea of humility is always being willing to say there's something I can learn. It may be right, it may be wrong, but I'm going to listen, I'm going to learn, and either reinforce what I uh, understand already, or to uh, to maybe tweak or change my perspective. So humility is one of the ways in which we here uh, at, at my company uh, make decisions, where if, if somebody has an opinion about something, we respect and highly regard that opinion. However, if there is another opinion that is better or uh, you know it creates more efficiency or creates more... Pr- then it, this the the person who had the opinion the other opinion isn't isn't hurt by it or isn't offended by it okay uh, courage is another thing which is not being afraid to fail not being afraid to make a mistake which I think is also part of you know the human human condition and I would say it's definitely reinforced by our school system but the idea of courage which is you know going out on a limb trying it if you if you're afraid make the decision. Uh, we also have a principle called the pursuit of mastery, which kind of goes in line with with uh, humility, which is always always learning, always uh, uh, tweaking, perfecting, uh, and uh, and improving your uh, you know yourself uh, or or something else. Okay, so the idea of mission again, it is it's a driving force behind why you do what you do. It's that fuel that in, that empowers you uh, to to find what is the the. Uh, the the most amount of value you can provide to somebody else, okay, that is you know specific to you, and I think that I know that is definitely part of kind of the financial freedom equation, uh, and so you know that that drive I would also say translates over to how you assess relationships, whether it's an investment you make, whether it's a business that you align with, uh, because oftentimes businesses you know are are set up to make money. And, and I get that. I mean, that's, you know, you want a business to make money. That's why part of the BI triangle is cash flow and understanding how to, you know, read financials, understand, uh, you know, the different uh, accounting measurements of what cash flow is or profitability is or top line revenue, bottom line revenue. The idea of a, a mission, the idea of uh, understanding the, the why behind a business, if they have, you know, if, if, if they are profitable, if they are successful as business and they're making money, okay, the idea of their mission is is vital in my opinion. And it may not be why they're doing it. I think that's going to be important. But I always look to, okay, if things don't go as planned, how are they going to make decisions? If the economy changes, if, if uh, you know, a new, new legislation comes out or, you know, maybe one of the projects failed, if they are presented with things they did not anticipate, 
How are they going to make a decision? And the investments that I've seen fail, and I've seen hundreds, probably thousands of investments fail, uh, it is not necessary. It's, it's rarely because the idea wasn't sound. It is because the underlying structure that supports that idea uh, did not have these elements intact, or at least understood by uh, you know the the team or the business as a whole. Okay, so really, you know, understanding mission not just for yourself, not just for maybe your business or your life, but also understanding that of others, the mission, the core values, the purpose uh, that is driving a person. That that is vital, and questions around that is usually where I turn before. I want to know about the, the the characteristics of the investment or the details of the investment. Okay, so that's mission. That's mission, which is which is this kind of uh, on, on, ongoing learning process in my uh, in my in my perspective. Then uh, let's get into team, and this is where this is where I'll end. Team, team is I would say uh, a word that is that is used, but but rarely do you find. Uh, well, well-run teams, and I, I find it absolutely brilliant and inspiring uh, to see how teams operate. I think if you, if you look at you know the movie Miracle uh, that talks about the 1981 uh, you know Olympic uh, uh, ice hockey ice hockey team who won the, who won, uh, the, the gold and, and beat uh, Russia, the, the that movie I have that movie on my my iPad. It's the only movie that's like has its staying place in my iPad. Uh, it's an incredibly inspiring movie, and it and it looks, uh, it really uh, uh, identifies some of the core elements of a team and how uh, it thrives and operates. Uh, but the, you know, also the uh, Moneyball. I think that's a, a brilliant, brilliant uh, movie that talks about you know ways in which a team is is created. And and I would say you know even though it's mathematically and, and algorithmically uh, uh, influenced, there was still some some leadership and team element to it uh, that definitely solidified everything. Uh, but the idea of team is is this. Now, when it comes to you, I find that one of the biggest drawbacks that prevents success in financial freedom is that people think that they need to do everything. They need to hustle. They need to work really hard. Uh, they need to work 12-hour days, be willing to work harder than others and do everything themselves. I think that uh, is very limiting and creates burnout. So the idea of team is, number one, asking the questions of what role do I play on a team? Whether that's in your family, whether that's in your business, if you're self-employed, what are the roles and responsibilities that are that are uh, conducive with me, with what gives me energy, what I am an expert at, uh, and that uh, others aren't? Those are the focus places of one team member. However, that requires that other responsibilities, other aspects uh, of a business or of a family dynamic uh, is, is uh, essentially... Uh, performed by someone else. And I'll give a simple example with just a, a, a very, you know, um, stereotypical family who, you know, does a, have, has to do their tax returns every every year and uh, file them and, and you know, make sure they get, a, hopefully they get a refund, but, you know, it's something they have to do by law. Some people cut corners and use, you know, they do it themselves or they may use a program like TurboTax or they may use H&R Block and they're trying to cut costs there but they realize that those may not be the experts and I'm not the expert, even though they could do it on their own. But if they had an expert do it, even though it may cost them some money, they will gain because of what the expert could essentially do to save them on taxes. And this is a narrative that you know my good friend Tom Wheelwright, who wrote the forward uh, to the book, um, talks about all the time. 
And so that's just kind of in a, in a simple family dynamic. But it's also, you know, when it comes to uh, come, comes to a business and, you know, you can use it as an investment as well, is that in a business, you may, you know, play a, a functional role, uh, but because it might be a small business, uh, it might be even a medium-sized business, you find yourself doing things because they need to be done your way and because nobody else can do it better than you, but it's not something that you're great at and it's not something that you like doing. I think that's dangerous to keep doing it. So the idea behind a team, right, is to understand the dynamic, right, of other roles where you're able to focus on what your core responsibilities, talents, abilities, things that drive you, things you're passionate about, and only focus there and then ensure that there is a team member that is equally inspired, passionate, trained, has the talents and abilities, right, to perform that task uh, or area of responsibility. That, I believe, is kind of the, the ideal team. Now, easier said than done, but at the same time, this is why it's, a, it's an ongoing pursuit is developing, right, an understanding of how functional, productive teams work. Now, this is definitely uh, at the core of investment because investment, especially large-scale investment, if there aren't good teams that are supporting it, you're going to have inefficiency, which increases risk and reduces return, uh, and also puts more stress more stress on you. Because when investments don't perform, most people aren't uh, really cool with that, and it doesn't you know make them giddy, right? When investments don't perform, that provides a tremendous amount of anxiety. So. Looking at how to analyze an investment, rarely do do I see uh, individuals asking questions about the team first. It's always the rate of return. When are they going to get their money? What are the fees? It's never about who is the team behind that business that is going to help the idea, the product, the service perform. The team is way, in my opinion, my experience, the team is... uh, is the catalyst to making good returns. And so understanding the team dynamic, understanding that, you know, the, those those nuances and asking questions around that, I think is uh, is is a, a great way to do due diligence on uh, on an investment. Uh, but as this relates to you, right, it's it's something I talked about in the book and I'll end with this, which is the the human capital statement and it's and it's uh, something I learned a number of years ago that I always think about and it's the asset column and the liability column of the human capital statement. The asset column is what I've been talking about. It's your strengths, your abilities, your your natural born abilities, uh, the things that drive you and make you uh, passionate, and also that you've seen make a difference in others' lives. That's where the focus should be, that type of asset. Uh, and it could be a, a couple of different characteristics. Uh, it could be you're a good leader. It could be uh, you're a good software developer. It could be um, you know you uh, you're, you're good at uh, at business strategy or tax strategy. It could be uh, you're good at at writing songs uh, or producing music or producing film. Uh, I mean, you can just the list goes on. Okay, those are your assets. However, in order for those things to be valuable, other roles are typically required. Those are liabilities. Now, those liabilities are essentially the assets of somebody else. You just have to find those somebody else's and pay them. And when you pay them, those are expenses. That's money going out of your pocket. However, when you're maximizing your assets, that's money going into your pocket. And the idea is that you are collecting more money than you are paying out. And typically, if you are delegating, you have uh, you know delegating to other people, delegating to those you know human capital liabilities. Okay, you're dedicating you know resources to them in order to improve yours, which produces more income. That's the ideal. 
All right, so this is uh, what I wanted to talk about today and start to try to bring home the principle of financial freedom, where there are certain elements to, to work on over time, right, in order to position yourself where you are performing uh, a, a, a service, right, that aligns with who you are, what your abilities, your talents, your passions are, that is for the benefit of somebody else in which they are willing to pay you. And I believe that is a lifelong pursuit. If, if that that exchange is ever stopped, I believe that uh, negatively affects the human soul, the, the the passion, the drive, the mission, and you know it ends up killing people. I mean, th- and there's lots of evident, uh, evidence of that. I, I believe people are wired to provide meaningful work to others, and it doesn't stop at a certain point, you know, such as retirement. So financial freedom is discovering that, finding it, it is a process of discovering it, finding it, and then figuring out how to translate that into a, uh, a product or a service for the benefit of others. Uh, and then the BI triangle is really what, something I wanted to bring up uh, and talk through about uh, you know, the foundational element, I would say the most important element that supports the entire triangle, that base of the triangle, which is mission. What is driving the business? What is driving uh, the service or the product? Uh, and then it's teamwork. Teamwork, you know, team is essentially the uh, identification of what your assets are, your abilities are, and then also the li- uh, liabilities of others that can help you uh, leverage your assets, your natural born, uh, you know, your, your abilities, your talents, your passions, etc. So I've said those words a lot today, but they're they're vital to really discovering and and living uh, as as free as possible. All right. So next week, what I want to do is uh, is really get into uh, the other side of the triangle, which is leadership. Uh, then I'm going to talk about uh, cash flow and talk about communication and systems, because I believe that there's a lot of wisdom inside the BI triangle, and it supports this notion of positioning your life uh, so that you are the most financially free possible. And that requires number one, identifying in yourself. Okay, what the most meaningful value you can provide to somebody else in return for their capital and their money. Uh, but it's also how to structure your financial products, your investments, okay, using that exact same model, which is understanding the underlying mission, team, uh, leadership, and so forth, which I think will uh, make you a better investor, a more educated investor. And when you have more education, then you are able to ask better questions. And when you ask better questions, you're able to do do due diligence at a a much deeper level and mitigate the risk associated with giving your money to somebody else. All right, thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Uh, Like I said in the beginning, go back and listen to previous podcasts. There's uh, a lot of cool guests on there. Uh, it's it's such a, a blessing to be able to, to talk to, to these people that are so smart, that have written books, that have found their passion uh, and uh, are trying to instill wisdom in others. Uh, so go back, check those out. And then next week, like I said, we are going to get into uh, the principle of, of leadership and maybe some of the uh, initial levels of, uh, of the BI triangle uh, so that you have uh, the, the knowledge, the wisdom, the tools, the direction to uh, achieve that level of financial freedom for yourself. All right, that's it, everyone. Thanks uh, for joining me, and uh, we'll talk to you next time. Thank you for joining us as the Wealth Standard Podcast spends all of 2018 celebrating life, liberty, and property. Be sure to leave us a review on iTunes, and we'll see you on the next one.